the icons of real estate podcast. Are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from top producing icon agents? Ready to skyrocket your business? This podcast is for you. Tune in every week with your host, Tomasz Fonseca, and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your business. From $3 million to $30 million the in just 12 real months. Podcast. Brought Tim to you Calloway. by the we Masters in Real Estate Marketing, today. Arter SEO. He is the founder and managing partner of Threefold Investing. Lee helps real estate investors navigate the waters of real estate investing, and he's also the host of his own Threefold Investing podcast. Welcome to the show, Lee. How are you, Thank Lee? You. I'm doing well, Tim. Thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, I'm excited to hear your story, man. I, uh, you know, in, in, in doing the, you know, this is the first time we've met and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, doing the due diligence and in and, and some of the background you shared with us. Uh, it's a great story. So, uh, you know, why don't we start from there? Just tell me how you got started and, uh, you know, kind of where, where you've been and where you're at now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, I do like tell my story, Tim, um, just because it's, you know, I didn't do anything special, uh, for sure. I don't have any special talents. Um, probably less talented than, than your average listener. Um, but oh, just, come yeah, come on <laughs> you now. Know, you were a P I know you were a PT before this. So I was, I did. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that, that is where it started. Um, I was a physical therapist by trade. So, uh, you know, they make us get our doctorate. So I, I was right. able to, to somehow, uh, get through that. Uh, you know, I had to go for college for seven years. So, right. uh, you know, going from kindergarten to when I finally did graduate and when I was done with school, it was 20 years. Wow. So 20 straight years of school to become a physical therapist. Um, got out, was doing that. I did enjoy that. I started out outpatient clinic working with athletes and, and uh, you know, guys like you and I with, with uh, you know, weekend warrior injuries or something. Right. Um, enjoyed that, but didn't love the schedule for the family just because we had to stay open kind of later. And, and, you know, we were starting our family with young kids. And so they'd be in bed. So started doing home health physical therapy, which is a great schedule because um, I'm driving around now to older folks' homes and doing therapy in their home. And I can do it whenever I want and, and, you know, tons of flexibility. So like my wife loved this job. I mean, I made enough. I, I was, you know, we were never going to be rich, but made plenty for what we needed. And I had a lot of flexibility. Problem for me, Tim, was like, God just didn't really wire me for a job like that. Right. Um, it just wasn't challenging enough, wasn't um, exciting or, and it really was, it wasn't fulfilling. So the company I was with, um, I didn't really know it at the time, but they were a staffing company and they were a startup. So they ended up bringing me in house, excuse me, into the office. And they had me start building out this division around home health therapy, but I was the clinical director and, and managing therapist between you know, a few cities, Cincinnati, Columbus, Dayton, and then kind of moved into like a director of operations role. And so very quickly I was doing no therapy at all. I was not missing it at all. Wow. I was really enjoying like running a business as, as it was, it felt like, like I said, it was a startup company and, and they kind of just gave me the reins on this division. Um, and I loved it. Uh, right. but after, you know, a, a year or two of that, um, now I'm kind of at the other end of the spectrum. It felt like, so now my job's very challenging and exciting and fulfilling, but I don't have the flexibility. And so for my wife, you know, and, and, and now two young kids at home, um, and she's staying home with them it's not great for that side. So right after a couple of years, I felt like, man, this, this isn't, you know, what we really feel God has, has called us to and me to in my career either, because now it feels like I'm sacrificing my family a little bit for the job. Um, and then too, you know, a lot of times in the corporate world, you can feel like the goalpost is kind of moving on you. Like, Oh, if you, right. if you do this and do this, then you're going to be here. And you know, a year later, it's like, Oh, well not yet. And you know, keep doing it. And so 
just kind of started looking around like, what else can I do? Because it felt like Tim, like, okay, I guess I have to go back to home health, physical therapy and it'll right. be good for the family, but I'll just be bored, but I'll just have to be bored. And I thought it's gotta be something more than that. And that's when I, you know, somebody handed me a real estate book. Um, the next one I read was rich dad, poor dad and went down that rabbit hole and thought, right. okay, there, there is a different way. I mean, to me, that was like, there are people out there playing a completely different game. Like sure. I, it's just a different game. And I thought, I want to learn more about this. So I started networking, talking to people. There was a guy at my church that was full-time in real estate and honestly felt like he was kind of living, living the dream doing right. that. Uh, because I, what I'm not real interested in him is like not working or, or really honestly working less, but I, I want to do work that's challenging and fulfilling. fulfilling. And I want to be able to control it more yeah. than I could control my corporate job. Right. So that's what I was looking for. And so it felt like real estate might be that and, and more than real estate, honestly, just entrepreneurship. It felt like, you know, being an entrepreneur and, and real estate just spoke to me. My dad's in construction. I did construction growing up. So right. it spoke to me on a lot of different levels, but it felt like being an entrepreneur, you know, starting my own thing, working really hard, but on my terms, that's what I was looking for. So the way I did that, Tim, is I left, I went, I did go back to home health, physical therapy. Again, kind of a, a, a boring job. that's not fulfilling, but it's a job, it's steady, right. it's income. And it gave me a lot of flexibility and a lot of margin to start real estate as a side hustle. And again, I like telling that my story like that, Tim, because as, as we all know, so many more people are working from home today right. and probably have more flexibility than they used to have. And so I just think it's, it's maybe a better time than ever for people to be able to start into real estate as a side hustle. Now you could argue with where prices are and maybe we're at the right. peak, might not be the best time to buy, but right. hey, as far as the flexibility and, and being able to have a side hustle, maybe it's a better time than ever. And so, Hey, if we, maybe if things correct, maybe if the fed really drives us into recession, correct, then it'll be the best time ever. And you know, you've got, you've got the time and margin to do the side hustle and then right. real estate will be a good time to buy or not. But that's what I did. I left my corporate job at the end of 2016, went back to home health physical therapy. I did take a big pay cut, but again, it was worth it to me. I, I wanted to go for it. I wanted to do real estate. And it was at the end of 2017 that I, you know, got our first, we just started with a flip started that in 2017. And that's, that's how I got into it. And that's how I got started in real estate. Yeah. I saw, I, I you know, I, I read your quick story uh, about your, your first flip and you mm -hmm. likened it, you know, you basically said it was just another job. Yeah. You yep. know? Yeah, it really was. It was a perfect picture. I felt like God gave me this perfect picture, Tim, because when I, like I just said it, when I left the corporate job, I, I took like a, a, you know, maybe a 30% pay cut. Um, when I added the the flip on top of this home health, physical therapy, John, I literally just made back what I lost. Right. So I gave up this really busy corporate job for a not so busy um, physical therapy job, but with a flip on top of that to make me really busy and make back what I made. So it was like, I, I, I literally just gave up one really busy job with a higher, higher salary for a not so busy job with a flip on top of to equal out the same salary. So it's like, and then when I sold it, I had nothing, right? I, right. I had nothing to show for the fact that I was in real estate. Now I, I didn't own anything. So it was like, yeah, this is just a job. And that's fine. I don't want to say no one should do it. We we made good money and I learned a lot about real estate and started getting some connections and, and all that. So it was, it's one of those things, Tim, a lot of guys say, right? And a lot of guys and girls, I would not do it again, but I'm glad I did because it got me going. Right. So it, that was the spark that, that, that kind yep. of pushed you through the threshold, uh, obviously, and also being led to do so and led to be an entrepreneur. So yeah. talk about yes. the entre entrepreneur side um, coming from, more of the corporate side. And, and it's funny to say corporate side when you're a, a PT, uh, because, you know, I'm sure going into it, all those 20 years of school from kindergarten through college and, 
you know, you, you never really looked at it as a, as a corporate job, but that's kind of what it evolved into and, and right. kind of went to. Yep. Uh, tell me about that leap of faith. Uh, tell me about that leap of faith. You know, you had that calling. I want to be an entrepreneur. Um, you know what? Tell me about that transition and, and what it did to you, uh, you know, you and your family or how it affected you and your family. Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, because, you know, the way we did it, Tim, you know, it wasn't like, hey, I want to leave the corporate job. Uh, right. I want to get into real estate. So I'll go from a, a busy corporate job to like, I'm all in on entrepreneurship. You know, we did build it up over time. So I went back to home health, physical therapy. So I still had a steady job. So maybe, I don't know what that looks like for other people. Maybe it, you know, I think sometimes it might just mean not taking a promotion. Maybe you already have a job where you have some margin, right. but you're like, I want to make more money. So I got to take the promotion. Well, maybe you don't, but you make more money by getting into real estate. So right. it's going to look different for everybody. But for me, Tim, I, I was able to have a job that did allow for that. So I, I started that in 2016, that job, back to that right. job. It wasn't, it wasn't until 2017 I got it. And then it was 2020 that I quit. So it was three years of oh, wow, doing okay. physical yeah. therapy and real estate. And it was at the end of 2020 that I was able to quit. So felt like forever to me because once I got right. in, I wanted, I, I just wanted so badly to just only do real estate, Right. but it was three years, but it's quick on, on other, you know, time, time horizons, right? Like three years, you know, sure. pretty quick from, from um, just getting started again. Cause the first year I only did one flip the second year. I only did one duplex. And so that, th that third year, we were able to do some multifamily and, and then quit at the end of 2020. So I feel very blessed, but that helped. That helped because entrepreneurship is really challenging, Tim. Um, yeah. You know, one part that you might not even think about, like just for me to wake up and decide what to do today, there's a lot of days I have some things I, I feel like I have to do, but there's some times it's like, what do I do to make sure I'm getting paid a year from now? That's right. It's challenging, right? Because it, in, in the corporate world or any W-2 job, the answer to that question is just stay employed. The show up. I, yeah, right. If I show up, if I don't mess up, if I keep my job, then I'm I'm pretty sure I'm gonna still be getting paid next year. Whereas for us, you know, even though we're syndicating properties now, like I need to keep buying properties or at least improving the ones we have. And like, right. how do we do that? How do we close on make sure we hit close on a property next year? It's it's much harder to answer. And like, what do I do today is is kind of difficult. So it's hard to get there. So it was nice for us to kind of have that transition period of like every day. I still knew like, okay, if I want to get paid next year, I just keep being a physical therapist. So I know I've got that. Okay. But then if I want to move the real estate business forward, what do I do? And, and there's a lot that goes into that networking is a big part of it. Go talk to people right. that are doing it. What, what are they doing every day? What, what do they think you should do next? And things like that. I I'm a big fan of coaching, mentoring. Um, I haven't done the big paid programs, but I've found right. mentors and I think that's vital. So, um, yeah, it's a really good question, Tim, because it is difficult. Being an entrepreneur is tough, um, especially maybe with like real estate, because it's not like, hey, I've got this vision. I'm opening a coffee shop. So every day I just go into the same place and try to get this coffee shop going. It's a little right. bit different than that. It's like, buy this, but then what am I buying next? Where am I buying? Who, you know, yeah. all that. There, there's no, there's no drive-by appeal, right? I mean, it, yeah. it is. There's curve appeal on real estate. That's true. But, you know, people aren't driving by going, hey, there's Lee. You know, I can right. stop by and, and take a look at what he's got going on. It doesn't work yep. like that. So right. when you talk about the networking, especially, you know, if you're faith-based uh, within communities that are where, where there are like-minded people, uh, yep. it's it's what you have to do. And I, yep. and, and I'm 100% with you. That's, that's, that's the, the, the way it should be done. Uh, and I think a lot of people, so let's talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, you, you have an approach within your company, uh, it's a threefold process. Uh, mm -hmm. 
which so tell me about a, a little bit about that you know about the buy right manage right treat right tell me about that a little bit yeah, yeah good question um I think, you know, when it starts with buy, right, I, I think the, the thing that you really have to learn to do is underwrite. So you have to get really, if okay. you don't not underwrite, like somebody on your team has to, you have to get trained. That's where I think, again, like the coaching, mentoring, like you've got to really learn to underwrite. What that means to me most, Tim, is when you buy, um, you've got to, to some degree, predict the future. Uh, when you're looking at a property, it, it does matter the rent they're getting today. Of course, of course. Right. But you know, all the data you gather from the guy selling the property, that tells you how the property operated for him. Right. That doesn't mean anything necessarily how it's going to operate for you. And for the most part, you're going to want it to operate even better, right? Like the prices we're paying today, we need the property to do even better. We need rent to go up. So you've got to decide how much can I get that rent to go up? And, and that's what you've got to get really good at. Because if you're wrong about that, you're going to be wrong about all your projections. If you think you can get 1200 from 800 and you can only get it to thousand, that's a big difference. And, you know, your, your property is not going to do as well. Your investors aren't going to be as happy, you know, things like that. So, and then the second part of that uh, question, Tim, is like, what does it take to get it there? Okay. I I can get from 800 to 1200 uh, per unit and that's going to be awesome. But do I need to, you know, all new landscaping, paint the exterior of the building, paint the entire interior and then renovate every unit. How much is that going to cost? So that's buying, right? I, I say all that because to me, those two things tell you how much you can pay for a property. Um, I was just talking to somebody recently and they said, what, and I was talking about having, make sure you have enough reserves and they're like, well, but then how can you buy? Well, sometimes you may not, you may say, Hey, I want to buy for 10 million and you're doing some underwriting and you're like, I just need to raise three. But then you find out, no, I really need to raise 3.5 because we need to put more into the property. And I want to have like hefty reserves just in case. Well, then we might not be able to pay 10 million on it. Now, now we might only be able to pay nine and a half million, right? Because of the returns, because we're raising three and a half instead of three. Well, then you might not win the property because somebody might be willing to, to pay 10, but that's what you have to do to buy right. You got to make sure you're being really smart and you underwrite really well to know what you can pay for a property and do really well with that property and provide good returns. So it's okay. so important. It's really difficult, especially in a competitive environment like we are today, because you may know I have to pay 11 to win this property, but my underwriting keeps coming back at 10. Right. You, you just got to let somebody else. And that would be my encouragement is to let somebody else. So that's the buying right, manage right, Tim. Um, what I'll say about that, we use third-party management. Frankly, I just have no interest in, in managing my own properties. I have no interest in building a property management company. Maybe right. someday I partner with a, a guy or girl that does, and I'll let them right. run with it, maybe. Uh, but for right now, for us, managing right means finding a good property manager. And I think it's so important. You've got to get that right. I mean, after buying right, you've got to find, if you're not managing it yourself, you've got to find the right property management company because they are the ones that are actually operating the property on the ground, right? right? They're the ones driving rent. They're the ones marketing the property, doing so much to decide whether or not you hit that rent you told people you were going to hit, right? right? I mean, you may say, hey, the market told me it's going to hit 1200. Well, it's your property management company that's going to actually go find those people that will pay 1200. So you right. got to get that part right. Um, and then do right, you know, for us, uh, Tim, I mentioned, you know, the, the threefold comes from Ecclesiastes book in the Bible. You know, right. we're, we're, very much faith-based people. And we, we want to do right. Um, we want to love God. Well, and we want to love people. Well, uh, for us, that's, you know, we really want to do right by our, um, our residents. Um, so we, we, we try to, you know, do some things, maybe like, maybe we're leaving some meat on the bone. We're like, we, we, we could probably pull more from our residents and maybe we're not right. doing that. Maybe we're letting the property be a little bit nicer than it needs to be doing some nicer finishes than we really need to for the area, things like that. And then just, you know, helping people out. I mean, our, our property management company definitely knows that for us, 
we want to work with people when they come and say, Hey, here's a situation. We always want to, Hey, let's, let's hear about that. Let's, let's, right. let's lean into that. Let's see if we can work with them. And then for our investors, we really want to do right by our investors. Uh, we do attract a lot of, um, I wouldn't, I mean, we do attract a lot of people of faith, a lot of Christ followers, but we also just attract a lot of people that, that uh, are really up for that. And, and maybe, again, right. maybe they know their, their returns might not be what, what we could squeeze out of it because we're, we're trying to right. do right. Um, but we want to do right by them too. Yeah. I mean, being transparent and doing the right thing uh, is, is never wrong. Uh, that's, that's always yeah, kind of been my philosophy, no matter what the case is, kind of like telling the truth, right? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so tell me about, um, I, I have a couple of questions about this. Tell me about how you find your properties. Um, that's that's always something that people ask me all the time because I talk to so many people in real estate. Well, how are they finding the properties? What are they doing? Oh, and I hear, you know, I get everything from, uh, you know, go pro, go find probate to foreclosure to, you know, just drive by everywhere. So what what's mm -hmm. your philosophy? Or what's your your plan of attack on that? Yeah. Um, yeah. This is a great question for today. It's such a competitive environment. I mean, right. I don't do much, Tim. There's a lot more. Uh, there's, there's a lot of other guys and girls that, that would answer this even better for us. You know, I will say our first couple of properties we found on loopnet.com, oh. which is, you know, a lot of people will be shocked by that. And they say, that's where properties go to die. Right. And I, and I knew that at the time. And I was like, well, that's probably where I'm going to find them then because no, right. no broker, no broker is going to take me seriously. So I'll go pick up the scraps that nobody else wanted. And that's what I yeah. did to get started. Now this was 2018. So, um, and that's when I started looking for them. I guess we bought them in, in but, 19, but it, yeah. it was a different time. It was. Um, so I, I, it's not really where I'd tell people to start today. Um, maybe unless you want some smaller multifamilies. Um, and, and that's where we started. We bought a 16, eight unit, eight unit, 10 unit. Today it's brokers though, Tim, uh, for me. Um, okay. And, it, and it's trying to get a good enough relationship with them where they might bring you the property before they list it. I mean, that, that's, that's my goal is just to get the brokers to know um, that, I mean, you still have to pay the price, right? But if I can not let it get bit up by, I mean, 20 guys now that that's cooled off a little bit, but if he can come to me, he or she can come to me and say, Hey, Lee, I'm pretty sure this is something you'd want to look at. You know, we're looking to get this list in the next couple of weeks. And if I can get in there and, and I really like it and say, Hey, can we, what are they looking to get? If I can pay that and take it off the market, right. That's where I'm probably, you know, doing the most work to try to find properties is, is, and it's down to the point, Tim, you know, you don't have this, this um, ability when you haven't closed, but we have closed on a few now. So there's some brokers that know how easy we are to work with. So right. um, that really helps with reputation, right? I mean, that's, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So that's how we're trying to find them today. Fantastic. So let me, let me go the inverse of that. Well, I wouldn't call it the inverse. The partner to that um, is so, you know, you're looking investors. Where do you find the investors? How, how are they coming to you? Uh, you know, you're getting the word out. People know who you are. You're making those contacts. But now we're on a global platform, right? I mean, you and I are a thousand miles away and yeah. uh, you know, we're having this conversation. How are you finding uh, investors for properties now? Because I did look, I did kind of go through and saw that, you know, you had some prerequisites, some questions for folks. And um, how are you finding those people? Yeah, it's really twofold. Um you know, we, we started small, we started investing with, with family and friends, um, you know, uh, people from our church and stuff like that. And in, in, in our own network, you know, I, I, right. my business partner and I, we said, we got a lot of people in our own network. Let's, let's do that. And, and that really is how it started. And then the other thing I'll say, Tim, that's been really good to me is the local RIA, the Cincinnati RIA. You go yeah. down there and it's a bunch of people who are interested in real estate and probably most of them think they want to be active. And maybe they dip their toes in and they find out this is really messy. And a lot of them are older um, and not like old, but like um, 
so they're not like wanting to hustle real hard, but right. they, they want to do real estate. And so a lot of those people end up thinking that syndications look really good right. uh, to, to partner in that. And, and they get to know me because they're local. So that's been a big one for us. So I would say family, friends, your own network. I mean, even people that Kevin and I, I don't think I mentioned, but my business partner worked at that corporate job with me as well. We have a network back there. We've had some of those people invest with us. So sure. who's in your own network? I think a local RIA is a great place to go too. And so we've built that up. And then what that's at, what has happened since then, Tim, is like those people have gone and told other people. Right. So that's some of the organic growth, yeah. this like snowball that we've built right. here locally. And then the way you mentioned, I, you know, I do have a podcast. I do try to put stuff out on social media. Right. I try to go on great podcasts like yours, Tim. And that gets the word out. So we do have some people out of state that, um, yeah. you know, and what we're just trying, what we're trying to put out on our website and what we're trying to put out on social media is here's who we are and here's what we're doing. And so typically it's people that are already interested in real estate, but they see what we're doing and they think, you know, I want to invest in real estate and I think I might want to do it with threefold. So I'm going to, you know, um, go to the website and give them my email and then we'll end up reaching out to them. So we do find some people uh, that way too. Some people just through our, our, our marketing, our social media, being on podcasts and they come Fantastic. and they take a look Fantastic. and they say, yeah, I might want to uh, partner up with those guys. So what do you see uh, threefold, you know, in the future? What, what, what's, give me the five-year forecast or, or, you know, what, what, what's maybe going on in the back of uh, Lee's mind of where you'd like to be and, and maybe even how you got there or how you could get there? Yeah, good question. So um, one, two, two big steps for us, Tim. Um, so the first uh, two properties that we syndicated uh, at the beginning of 2021 um, were a 45-unit and a 47-unit. And then at the end of 2021, we got a 96-unit. And that getting that 96-unit, uh, it had an office on site, and we put somebody on site, and that was a game changer. You know, you, if you listen to a lot of podcasts, you'll hear guys and girls who have been in the multifamily game say a lot of times they'll say, I would never buy anything less than hundred units again, because once I got there, I realized right. the economies of scale, different things like that. What we've seen, Tim, is that when you have a property where you can put somebody on site, it's just a game changer. Right. Um, they, they, they own the property. That's like their baby. And right. they come every day and they make sure it's cleaned up and they make sure people are taken care of. And they are trying really hard every day to fill all the vacant units. And that's, that's what we want, you know? So, that was a big step. And then the other thing, Tim, we actually started working with a new property management company. One of the properties that we took on here in Cincinnati, um, all the properties before that were in Dayton. And our property management company in Dayton didn't do Cincinnati. And the property management company that was managing the property in Cincinnati already for the seller, you could just tell by their P&L, by their, by their T12, right. that, that property management company is doing well. And they're really well known in Cincinnati. And so right. we decided to keep them on. And <clears throat> the property management company we were working with, they managed like, 1500 units and they manage a lot of small stuff. The property management company that we started working with now, they manage 12 to 14,000 units and they only manage big stuff. They have a model where they put people on site. And it, again, it's been a game changer, Tim, but their, their economies of scale, yeah. their purchasing power with, with home Depot is incredible. I mean, they just, they get things done cheaper, quicker, better. They, their marketing mm. that they do. I mean, they charge us for it, but it's like, wow, that's, right. you know, that's worth it because you're getting ridiculous right. rents. Um, right. So people are yeah, lining but, up and you didn't even lift a finger. You, you know, you, you brought them in, bringing in good people and I'll never leave. You and I will never uh, have that argument, bringing in good people. Oh yeah. Is, yeah. Is so paramount. Yeah. that's a long way to answer your question, Tim, that, that I would oh, really like great. to stay around hundred units or more. I would like to keep working with the same property management company. I would like to just keep adding units to them um, and just build a portfolio with them. They are, they're, they're regional. Uh, so they're here in Dayton, Cincinnati. So we would love to keep buying here. Um, you know, 
maybe it's maybe it's 80 units and up but uh, you know right. if because because the problem tim is once you get above 100 units that the competition's really stiff you're working against some really some big money that uh frankly just has a cheaper cost of capital than i do so it's hard to compete with them so sure we'd like to stay right around 100 units right in the area we'd like to keep using the same property management company um you know they're down in Lexington and Louisville, Kentucky, they're right. over in Indianapolis. So we, we, that's, that's kind of the plan is just to keep adding these properties, keep working with the same property management company and just keep building a portfolio. I think that sounds like a great plan. I uh, really do. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I hope uh, so. If anybody want to get in touch with you, uh, Lee, yeah. where, where do they go? How do they get in touch with you? Uh, what are the details on that? Yeah. Thanks for asking that, Tim. And, and cause you bring up another point, like that's the other part of the plan. We can't do any of this if we don't um, have investors partnering with us. Right. And, and so, yeah, we definitely want to continue to grow our investor base. You know um, when I was doing the the small multis, I just had one partner and I was able to do really well by them. Uh, and so it was really fun because I got to do real estate, which I love doing. And I got to make really good money doing it, right. which was really great. But then my partner did too, which was really cool. I mean, my first partner was my in-law. So it's kind of nice to impress your in-laws. Right? That helps, make, right? Make them some money, right? So, But I want to do that with more people. And I still feel that way today. I, keep, I want to do it with more and more people. So if you jump on our website, threefoldrei.com, um, you got to mention it, Tim, and I appreciate that. But uh, we've got some good educational material there. Uh, we've got a link to my the podcast I do. Um, we've got um, you know a, a way to sign up, kind of jump in and, and get our monthly newsletter, things like that. And we'll reach out to you. But uh, -E -E uh That's where you can find us. And I'm pretty active on LinkedIn and Facebook as well, Tim, if they want to look me up there. Fantastic. Now, I always like to give everybody kind of the last word, anything you'd like to say or kind of your feelings you want to get out there. This is where I give them that opportunity. Yes. Um, you know, we, we wrote an ebook called five steps to passive income for the full-time dad. Um, it's for moms too, but my partner and I are both dads and, and we, we just believe strongly that, um, you know, it kind of goes all the way back to the rich dad, poor dad idea, but like, right. there's a different way to make money. You know, I, I think there's so many people out there that, that, that want to make a little bit more because uh, they want to support their family role. And I, I, I love that. I, I think that's great. Obviously, maybe they want to send their kids to private school or maybe they want to take a, a really fun vacation because their kids are in that age. That's where my kids are. Like, I just want to take them everywhere. Right. Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe you can invest in real estate right. um, and make some extra money. If you can be diligent or if you've already saved up some money, um, and you can put it into cash flowing real estate that pays you today and tomorrow. That's the beauty of it, Tim, is like, it's right. not just about building an nest egg. It's about maybe putting enough at work that you can make an extra 10 grand a year. 10 right. grand a year pays for either one incredible vacation or maybe two. Maybe 10 grand a year helps you send your kids to private school so that you don't have to work even more. Or maybe you can get going so well that, that mom or dad can be part-time, things like that. So that's what I'm really passionate about is like, not everybody's going to go quit their job and, and do real right. estate full-time like me, nor should they. But man, if you can put your money to work for you, I think cash flowing multifamily real estate is a great way to do it. Then it can, it can be life-changing in, in, in small, but very meaningful ways. Fantastic. Well, you got me believing. I believe mm -hmm. it. Uh, thank you so much, Lee, for being on the show. And I look forward to our next conversation. I think we'll have many more. Great. Thanks for having me, Tim. It was a pleasure. Have a great day. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Pretty good. Cool, huh? man. Good. I yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how many yep. kids, if you don't mind me asking, how many kids you got? Two. Two.